You are listening to the Lab Lowdown. Hey, welcome to the Lab Lowdown, everyone. Uh, wherever you may be and however you may be listening, we are live here at Elite Medical Lab. Uh, here to talk to you today about compliance. So we just rolled out our new compliance program. It consists of three panels, uh, family or cardiology, sort of interchangeable, pain and orthopedic, again, interchangeable, and uh, neuropsych, again, interchangeable between those two specialties. So I'm here with Alex. Hey. And Ashley. Hi, everyone. And we're just going to start off by contextualizing why exactly we decided to bring out the compliance panels and what clinical significance they have for you providers out there. So the main thing is that MIPS and MACRA, the performance-based payment system, is here. We're in year two at the moment, 2018. Uh, welcome, if you have time traveled. That's kind of a dumb joke. Uh, I'm just going to stop making jokes on this and uh, stick to the facts. Give me facts over feelings, folks. MIPS and MACRA are here, the performance payment program. So quality is going to be weighted at 60% going forward uh, in the MIPS performance categories, and clinicians will need to report on six quality measures. Uh, one of these quality measures is going to have to be outcomes. Yes, and if y'all didn't know, there's a total of 271 measures. And uh, with that is included is blood pressure management, uh, diabetes mellitus neurological evaluation, which as Fergus mentioned earlier, our compliance panels uh, includes the neuropsych panel. And also there's the documentation of signed opioid treatment agreements, pain uh, brought under control within 48 hours. Those are just to name a few. And also as Fergus mentioned, this is the second year of the program, which is aimed to smooth out some of the problems that clinicians actually encountered with the initial rollout. Yeah, so right now we're in this trial period of about three years. Uh, 2017, 2018, and 2019 will be the final cutoff, and then MIPS and MACRA is fully underway across the nation. So the bottom line uh, with all this is that quality is going to matter going forward. Providers are going to have to prove it. And as many of these changes are going to take effect in, tw in 2018, providers are going to need to commence with their MIPS and MACRA initiatives quickly to avoid penalties and optimize the payment incentives. So we went over a lot of the improvement activities, uh, there's 93 of them, if you were wondering, and uh, we found that our panels, the, uh, you know, the cardiovascular, diabetic, the pain, um, those kind of medications actually fit into, uh, into a couple of the improvement activities, such as the uh, con consultation of the prescription drug monitoring program for opioids, uh, the anticoagulant management improvements activity, uh, which is proving things like warfarin are, uh, are working for patients. Um, who are at risk of suffering from clots, things like that. Uh, similarly, but a different improvement activity is the systematic anticoagulant program. Uh, again, we're looking at those things like warfarin and then the glycemic management services, which is looking at those diabetic drugs. These improvement activities, if you read through them, they talk about the various ways in which patients should, they talk about the various ways in which you can improve the outcomes of patients who are enrolled in these kind of uh, medication programs. So uh, a big thing is patient education. A big thing is patient dosages, uh, making sure that they're taking the right amount for them. Uh, and medication monitoring can help in a big way there because if we test the patient, they're taking the drug, but they're not showing any signs of improving and they don't feel like they're improving uh, themselves, then time to up the dose or maybe time to switch to a different drug. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that, which is really where we think compliance is gonna help a lot uh, in this this arena. And Fergus, I was just going to ask a question about the improvement activities. Is one of them um, the usage of EMRs? 
to help track all of that um, medical records of the patients, because I think that also ties into MIPS and MACRA's payment-based program. That's actually the advancing care information uh, part of it. And if you have an EMR, EHR, whichever you call it, uh, that's done automatically so long as you use that system and document all your activities there. Got it. So um, so in, in summary, in conclusion, medication non-compliance is a major problem with 50 to 75% of patients not taking their medications prescribed depending on the specialty. And we're gonna dig into that a little bit more uh, in the coming weeks as we roll out the separate podcasts on each one of our panels. Um, but if a patient doesn't adhere to their treatment plan, their outcomes are probably gonna lack quality and it's gonna look bad to the CMS, uh, meaning that your payments will be cut. By proving that a patient was or was not following the prescription, not only can providers demonstrate reasons for the outcomes, uh, but they can better identify when a plan is not working for a compliant patient and can adapt accordingly, like we said about switching up those dosages, switching to different medications, uh, things of that nature. So alongside traditional metrics like HGA1C and blood pressure, proof of compliance is going to become key to payment uh, under MIPS and MACRA going forward. Yeah, and really uh, the bottom line of that is it's ensuring that you're doing all you can as a provider and uh, shifting that really to the patient to take their medication. If they're not taking their medication and you're not testing and that patient's not getting better, your quality is going to go down, your payment's going to go down, and everyone's going to have a bad time in the end. Mm -hmm. But if you absolutely make sure you do compliance testing, you're on drug testing for opioids, things of that nature, just to make sure that they are actually taking the medications prescribed to them um, as prescribed by you, that really means that you're doing all you can as a healthcare provider and it's really on the patient to uh, make sure that they themselves are getting better and you'll look better to uh, the government as far as uh, payment goes to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going into a little bit of further detail, Elite Medical Laboratory does actually have a new requisition form made for compliance to monitor these exact metrics made by MIPS and MACRA, uh, which include HGA1C, blood pressure, more of diabetes, uh, medications for the heart, and so forth. Okay, guys, well, that about wraps it up for today. Um, hope you enjoyed this whistle stop tour of compliance. I know I talk incredibly fast. So if you want to just go ahead and slow down the podcast on your iTunes, it might be a good idea. But uh, that's uh, it from me. So on behalf of everyone here at Elite and Nationwide, thanks for listening. And we hope you tune in next week when we go over family practice and cardiology. Thanks, guys.